0: You're listening to KindCast by Maya, the founder of Social Media Kindness Day. Maya speaks to a range of guests about their experiences of social media. Social Media Kindness Day was set up in memory of Caroline Slack. You can pledge to play your part in making social media a kinder place for all at socialmediakindnessday.com. Hello and welcome. So my name is Karen Dwyer and I am here with a really special uh, guest today. But what I want to introduce you to first is that we are living in a digital age and we've never had this before. And it's such a fast paced environment where we've so many positives sharing on social media, you know, people building businesses, sharing their hobbies, even connecting with family in different countries. But there's a much darker side and we probably don't talk about it enough. So I'm really honoured to have the opportunity to speak to Maya Riaz, celebrity manager, PR to the stars guru, international publicity coach, and a female empowerment champion. But most importantly, the founder of Social Media Kindness Day.
1: Maya, you're so welcome. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for having me on my own podcast. It's so great because I, I like, I've, been so
0: inspired by you and you've been doing all of this work and you spoke about launching this podcast. And I asked you, you know, well, who's interviewing you? When are we going to get a chance to speak to you being, you know, the visibility person that does it for everyone else. So I'm so glad that you're coming out from behind and allowing yourself to be seen.
1: Yeah, and it's all down to you, Karen.
0: (laughs) Well, you may blame me for that after this. So don't thank me just yet.
1: (laughs) So Maya, I have a few questions for
0: you and we'll run through them. And look, we haven't rehearsed this or anything else because, you know, I know it's important to you to get this message out, but even more importantly, to speak openly and honestly and, you know, bring your own, and I know you're bringing your own vulnerability to this. So thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. So look, let's get straight to it. What has been your best day on social media?
1: Oh, that's a really difficult one to think of. Um, I don't think I have a single best day on social media. I have a collection of days that led to quite a few good moments on social media. Um, I've been on social media a long time. You know, I started with a Facebook account then on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm on Snapchat and TikTok as in I have an account but I I don't use it. Um, my early days of social media are very different to now. I was a bit more open. I would regularly meet people online and then meet up with them in real life to the point that some of my good friends now in real life I actually met on social media. So those are really good times but they happened over time. Um, And now I'm very much guarded on my social media and I don't mind saying that. Um, I will share private moments, but those private moments will be, you know, um, via the close settings on, uh, stories on Instagram, you know, you can, uh, add stories just for close friends, um, or on Facebook and then hide a few people, just make it visible to a few people, um, because I'm aware the dangers um to the point that I've had a lot of people say to me Mayor we've been following you for a while but we don't know whether you know much about you whether you're married or single or have children and I'm okay with that because trust me those people who need to know know those things um so I think it's the way I use social media um It's very different now. Um, So if I had to think of an example, I think I would choose a business related because I'm, I'm a lot more active on social media now, but I'm active from a business point of view. So during the pandemic, I started a new business where I teach entrepreneurs how to do their own PR. And so it was real first time that I sold anything online, um, and put it out there that something I created and I would say the best day was when I launched my PR membership, the publicity circle. Um, obviously I didn't know the demand for it or the response, um, I'd been working with people on a group program and doing one-to-ones and I got someone doing all the tech side of things and during a one-to-one call with a client, it was actually her last one-to-one call, uh, she's based in New York, coming to the end of um, her one-to-one and I said, oh look, keep in touch, it's lovely working with you and You know, I look forward to seeing you in the media. And she says, oh, we'll be in touch because I've just signed up to your PR membership. And I was like, well, we're on a call. We were on scene, looking at each other. No point did I mention my membership to her, but I was aware that um, during the call there would have been an email that went out about the PR membership. And uh, she says, oh, I wanted to join as soon as I got the email because I didn't want it to sell out. And I remember my response thinking, well, why would it sell out? Um, And then that led to a real incredible day um, of loads of people joining, Um, again, saying similar things. We joined as VIP because we didn't want VIP to sell out. And I use a business example, but it's still um, personal and it's still the best day because it's a community I built. It was tight knit and, you know, leading on from my free Facebook group. So, um, and also when you work on something that is so important to you and you package it up and put it out there for the world the response was just great so yeah I would say that was my best day but you know I've had so many good times on social media I did a fundraising um, gosh it was probably 10 years ago a fundraising appeal Um, I'd connected with so many people made friends lifelong friends so um but they happened over time so yeah my um that's i would say is my best day on social media do you know what it's so great to hear that
0: you have the same uh worries and fears you know because like you're great at what you do and you know you've had some you know, really big successes with some really big clients around the world and pure and and having people be able to show up and share their own message and um, so thank you for sharing that. look what I want to ask you is and this might be a little bit of a tricky question, but there there is a darker side there is a much darker side to social media, and you know you said it yourself, even you have the fears of sharing your personal life and you know and what's private and important to you for fear of something happening so is there a particularly dark day on social media and were you able to transform that maybe into something positive
1: or what did you learn from it i'm gonna have no problems recalling this um because i remember it very well and it happened last week uh, after social media kindness day So on the Tuesday, I did a number of media interviews to talk about Social Media Kindness Day. And one of the interviews that went out was on ITV News. So all over England, there was a regional piece talking about Social Media Kindness Day. So it was a fantastic piece. It had... um, Someone speaking about their experience of trolling and then um, an expert in the field that works in that area and then some stats and then the piece finished with me talking about um, why I set up the day. So it went all around the country. It's a real big piece Um, and I was quite pleased with that because... Um, when you work on something that means so much to you and to see it covered in the media I mean I work in PR so I know just how important a good news coverage is Um, so yeah it went all over uh, England and I had some lovely comments but I was also aware of the number of media interviews I was on um, really good feature on uh, BBC Radio Scotland as well and a few others, that um, I would have somebody telling me their views and their views may not necessarily be same as mine, which is absolutely fine. You know, I'm all for people, you know, if they message me saying mayo i don't believe in your message of kindness or i don't believe social media should be kind um i find it hard to believe they think that but i would respect it however um, i got quite a few messages uh so not an isolated um message sadly um, on the back of I it's difficult to tell whether they actually saw the piece, or whether um it was on the back of me sharing it on social media. So, but it mainly related to the ITV news feature I did. So, deep in my Instagram and Facebook Messenger, I saw some unkind messages. And I say deep in it because it was within my hidden folder. um, Both on uh, Facebook Messenger and Instagram. And I will read exactly what it said. So um, I actually read it over a couple of days. Because um, I had that many messages. That um, it took me that long to get through um, all of the messages. So... The first one that I read um, had tagged me into uh, Instagram stories Um, so when I saw it there was an option to add it to my stories because I was tagged in Um, and it said on someone took a photo of um, my feature which had my name on it and founder of Social Media Kindness Day and on it they put, talking about social media kindness on TV while stripping in designer jewelry, your Chanel earrings and Hermes bangles as all that's needed. F off our screens with your preaching, and then tagged my Instagram. Now, you'd have to look very carefully to see. Um, they were Chanel earrings. Um, so it just makes me wonder what the focus of um, this person was, was it what I was wearing Um, more so on what I was saying and it's baffling, Uh, yeah okay it's true that's what I was wearing but what does that matter, can you not look good or wear um, those pieces of jewellery and talk about kindness i don't i don't see the link um between the two and then there was another one talking about and then tagging itv news into it but then hashtagged my name um and somebody else brought that to my attention um and it was I won't go into it, I don't really want to speak about it, but um, talking about what I was wearing, um, I was wearing a leather skirt, a long leather skirt, Um, you know, absolutely fine, but um, they decided, whatever they did, but uh, decided to say to ITV, how can you have a woman like this dressed on your screens? I mean, I would have, been more than happy for them to um check whether it was real leather which it wasn't it's vegan friendly but it's I and I think that's what they had an issue with thinking it was real leather um so I decided to share that on social media because I thought if I'm talking about kindness on social media I do need to share that um and the response was amazing from people saying, "Oh my gosh, the irony or I don't understand what their problem is, why are they talking about what you're wearing and then the next day um I saw um messages that were worse um, one of a racist nature and um another one that decided to tell me all the um plastic surgery that I needed or work I needed doing on my face. Um and I will I will read it out. Um so the I won't use the actual word on the racist message. So I had shared a story on Instagram of Stephen Bartlett that um, shared about social media kindness day and they responded to that saying can I ask you a question and I responded with sure ask away and then they said is it because you're a and they use a p word that you support the abusive woman Caroline Flack was as your kind love terrorists, don't they? So what she did is minor to you lot. And now I've not faced racism in in real life, in, in person. I've been lucky enough not to. Um so that's really my first encounter and or oh, I've not knowingly faced racism I should say. And that was shocking. Like, it was a direct, I think, because I had to engage with that person and say, yeah, sure, ask the question. I'm thinking, are they going to say, how can I get involved? Um, And obviously, that was the last message I sent. Um, And then there was another one in Facebook. And again, this took a lot of work for them to do. And so they had screenshot either from my um, social media, um, the feature on ITV News, or they got it from elsewhere, took a photo. But it w- when the feature went out on ITV News, there was a side profile of me. Now, if you understand of uh, of how TV is made, there's quite a few clips. It wasn't just me been interviewed so yeah they had a side profile of me looking out um as they were having the audio or the intro to my piece and on this side profile someone has edited this image they listed all the work that my face needed doing so starting from my forehead Um, saying I needed Botox and then eyelash extensions and then to my nose, um, writing rhinoplasty and then lip fillers and then chin fillers and jawline reshaping. So that was sent to me along with best not to go on TV with such an awful side profile Here's what you need doing for your next TV appearance. We don't need scaring when we're having our supper. Take this pig to a good surgeon. You're welcome. Followed by another message saying, please do take heed of this for your own sake. Now, that hurt. I am not ashamed admit it although uh, I've done a lot of work on trolling and I know it's not happy people that you know go around the internet leaving comments like this it was tough Uh, both the racist and um, the ones about my look so personal and I always kind of put on my When I shared it, I almost put it on Facebook saying that I could deal with the ones yesterday that I saw uh, much better about what I was wearing. Um, So it took a lot of work for this person to be sending me a message like that once you edited it uh, once you send a couple of messages and also search for me on Facebook because we weren't connected um, and it's not a spur of the moment thing and although I've done a lot of work on trolling and we can say why people troll it doesn't make it easier when you receive it And also, I know a lot of people don't talk about the trolling or the cyberbullying they receive. But I wanted to speak better. I wanted to share the messages. And the second lot, I will admit, weren't as easy to share. And yes, I may have shared it in a humorous way to start with, saying, oh, you know, one of my trolls things I need a good surgeon, anyone no one, here's a list of things I need doing. Um, it's coming up to Black Friday. Do you think I could get six for the price of three? Um and then I followed out with a caption saying the reality is it cut. I'm human, you know, at the end of the day, and that I'm taking some time off social media. Um because we need to talk about it. We need to talk about how it makes people feel. And this is why this podcast exists. Because it's about opening up about the experiences we all have on social media. Good and bad. Because I believe it's one step closer to eradicating that behaviour. Um, when you actually say yes the person has read it and yes this is how it makes them feel it's not their team member or somebody else um and then we have shared it on the um the team have shared it on social media kindness day instagram as well because i wanted i wanted it to be out there um so i took some time out Um, I'm aware, you know, over two nights I had less than six hours sleep whilst promoting social media kindness day. I was tired. I gave a lot. So I may have been more susceptible to this than I would otherwise. However, I think it would always, always have hurt. And When I shared this, I have come back online. I came back online this week and I have seen the hundreds of messages of love, of support, voice notes, you know, Whatsapps, text calls, just so much outpouring of love on the back of this and people really feeling angry on my behalf and I have received this, but just support. So I stepped away. I did cry. Um, I actually cried when I told my mum about it, um, interestingly enough. Um, and she laughed about it when I told her, um, because she said, oh, you know, your message must be strong, because if all they have is to go on something so personal, like a personal attack, then you need to carry this work on, you know. It shows just how needed it is. Um, And, yeah, it has fired me up. I am much more eager and determined to carry this on because... There's a lot of reasons, actually. But um, there are people who are not strong enough to handle this, To receive messages like this. And I wouldn't want them to receive this. I'm quite strong. I'm resilient. And it knocked me back. And <laughs> we need to wake up to what is going on this is a reality for so many people this is a reality why so many people in my pr membership don't want to put themselves out there because when i tell them on on our calls you know digital pr is social media put yourself out there they tell me that They don't want to be trolled almost like a feature of having an Instagram account is or Twitter account is that you're going to get trolled and that whether that is or isn't the case you should not stop living your life for somebody else and what they may or may not say. So there are steps to take you know, I I had to take time offline. I surrounded myself with my family, which I was lucky to do, speak to them about it and just talk about it, um, and not be alone. And then share it as well, if you're able to. Um so when I did share it, a lot of the comments I got were Along the lines of, I can't believe you're all so dignified to hide their identity. And I did. I hid their identity. Um, because I don't know their mental health. I know they're not happy enough in themselves or whatever the reason may be. But I didn't want, when I had all those messages of love, I didn't want the anger... That some of them contained towards them to be directed at them because I don't know if they were strong enough to handle the backlash they would have got and when I know there are people who have taken their own lives on the back of their social media then I don't want to be responsible for that because it is not just that person that suffers they have innocent loved ones um involved so that's the main reason why I haven't I have blocked them I have reported them but I am well aware that in the week that this has been they are able to get another account and message me if they so should wish they are able to continue this on with their current account to other people so what we need to do is have stricter legislation in place where this is seen as hate crime just as it would be in person and there are ramifications for those actions so there's a long way to go but i am even more fired up for those people who aren't strong enough to deal with that don't have a voice if I can be that, if I can be a step closer to eradicating this, then so be it. Um, it has not put me off. And the important thing is also to state, whilst I'm talking about ITV News, I did have the reporter um, kindly get in touch with my team and then email me and um, saying if there is anything they could do um, because it was on the back of the feature they got um, because they have a duty of care and i thought how lovely when one of the messages on social media kindness day is to check in on someone being trolled i was absolutely fine um i didn't i don't need anything i've got all the support system i can have offline um but it was nonetheless lovely to have received that email Um, I am carrying on with this work um, even more stronger um, because if they are trying to stop me then it shows the need for it and you know I'm aware that I was probably directed this hate because That I am probably not going to be giving them a platform with the work I'm doing. You know, it's to get them offline. So I'm well aware of that. Um, So that's my worst day, which I am coming through now. And the learning is to surround yourself, as I said, with people who know you offline. Take the time off if you need to. Um, and also the good always wins. So the kindness and the outpouring of love. You can see I've made my Facebook um, update that I put it in on my Facebook uh, profile. I've made that status public. So I, I, that's rare for me as I said in the previous um, answer. But um, the reason I made it public is so that people could see it. And I had messages from people who said, I've just come across this. Oh, I, w- I haven't been following you, but I came across this. Um, but also see the love that I received, hundreds of messages. and And that is what will outweigh any negativity and any nastiness we received. So, um, that's my worst day.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And look, you you know, you say that you know people message you like really nice things and check in on you, but it really doesn't really help so much when you've got that vitriol being hit at you. You know, like it's it's so much easier to concentrate on those smaller amount of messages that are really hurtful and it's quite hard to get them out of your head and out of your space you know um yes I'm sorry that that happened to you what what do you think the solution is on social media like and and what would you like to see happen
1: I know people need to be anonymous online for various reasons and we've recently seen what's happened in um, Afghanistan and people reporting and social media is great because it really educated me about what was happening there's people in all sorts of situations that really need to have a voice and social media is so powerful however they should not be anonymous to social media platforms. So the social media platforms should have the ability to know who each and every user is, but the other users don't necessarily need to, for whatever reasons. Um, But if something was to happen, if people reported it, um, if the police needed to get onto it, social media companies would be compliant to that. The reporting system wouldn't be um, as useless as it is, so I do think social media companies need to take more of a role in this, but I understand as a huge corporation, each and every one of them why they don't um just as a uh, Francis Hugan, the Facebook whistleblower said, the quickest way to grow on Facebook is through anger and hate and i we see that we, we and it's probably not just facebook it's other platforms so i think social media companies but also we can't expect social media companies to mark their own homework if you like they need to have something to be held accountable to so the government really need to take more of a role in this and i'm Dying to see what this online harms bill will look like, um, and whether it is a answer to our solutions. I, I think they're making all the right noises. They're having um, hearings and speaking to other people in in this space about how bad this problem is. Because mine, is a one off. I don't put myself out there, and even if I did, you, you know, this is a one off. I don't get it as bad as other people do and I don't get it on a daily basis um but that's because I'm very careful with it so I think I think more regulations um but also I wanted to get to the point where it's where we're embarrassed to write hate people feel embarrassed to be racist misogynistic or just send vile messages just as they would be in person you know if they saw you they wouldn't be the way they are online
0: yeah it's very easy for people to be keyboard warriors and sit behind you know like I, I was only saying to a friend of mine when the Olympics are on we need to have like people that are normal almost that have no sports or anything else but you know and actually doing The races beside them, so that me, you know, sitting there eating whatever I'm eating and having a judgment about, oh, that wasn't very good. Well, actually, put somebody that's of normal, you know, stature beside them and see, because it's too easy to have an opinion and judge. And we all do it in our own way because that's, you know, as humans, we do that, whether it's allowed or online. But I think you're right in having that personal responsibility about what you put out there because we do all have that digital footprint and I think in particular the next generation that are growing up, you know, and even all of us, that footprint, whatever we post or whatever is put out there, lasts.
1: You know. Absolutely. Absolutely and that, I love that you picked on that point because the O in social media kindness say is a thumbprint and the reason I wanted that was because I use my thumb um, to type most of us do and you know we leave an imprint on whether it's good or bad and I'm lucky of, to be off a certain age where I had a actual physical diary that i wrote in when i was younger and all my thoughts i didn't use my instagram like a diary that young people are and i dread to think some of the things i wrote in my diary however young people are using that and they may be the politicians the celebrities the lawyers the doctors of tomorrow um and this stays with you you know we've seen it when people have gone into reality tv shows and for them to come out of it and just exactly how uh, damning it could be sports personality so but in order to get to that stage it starts in schools schools need to um rather than teach about algebra and trigonometry which I haven't used believe it or not since I left the school gates <laughs> I know shock horror um but you know kindness and social media is going to be the future of people's lives but also their work as well
0: yeah it's so brilliant because we don't really speak about it enough do we and this is why this day is so great and I don't know if I've shared this with you before but I (laughs) and I'll say it briefly just to speak to exactly what we're talking about I did a channel four program when I was 23 a business program and I was kicked out of it by my best friend and a millionaire entrepreneur now thankfully there wasn't social media back then I think we just had mobile phones but like loads of stuff came out in newspapers and all the rest. And I thought I was going to have a nervous breakdown and, you know, had a suicide attempt. Um, and thankfully, you know, it, it didn't happen. But I, it took me a long while to come back from that. And then even when the TV show aired, I left my job managing Jimmy Choo in Ireland. I opened up Jimmy Choo in Ireland, but I left my job because I couldn't deal with people in there recognizing me. I left the job that I absolutely adored and loved. So, you know, I had loads of support around me and I had family and all the rest. And I was in a different country. I had moved back to Ireland rather than being in the UK. But like that stayed with me for years. Absolutely years. So I can't imagine what would have happened had social media been there. Now, thankfully, I got a lot of love because it was very visible that, you know, I was uh, not treated very nicely so you know I was getting love more so than anything else but still getting newspapers showing up in my workplace and asking me for comments like it was awful um, but I can't imagine these days what it's like because everybody is accessible instantly like people are tagging other people in saying really nasty stuff like how do we how do we protect ourselves? From this, And look, me being a coach, I I work with people to, you know, build their confidence, you know, from the inside out. But my God, like how what is the best advice that you'd have for somebody that is building a business or a profile and is worried about what backlash they're going to get? But also, you know, knows that this can help grow their business. What advice would you give them?
1: I'm so sorry to hear. And I had no idea um, about your experience. And this is the media world, which I, I work in. And, you know, after Caroline, it was um, me wanting to remove myself, but then realizing actually my job is now to protect celebrities, not just to promote them. And, um, it's not just celebrities. We've seen like you, you bravely sharing that experience, that awful experience that you had. Um, and, I don't know the best answer but what I would say is to not put yourself out there because of somebody else now I'm lucky to be able to be in a position where I don't need to put myself out there I have a choice on how visible I allow my online presence to be however if I was relying on that You know, there's so much good that can come online. And if you deny yourself that, you will never know. And I think we focus on we need to be liked. We have to be liked. You could be the, I always say this, you could be the peaches, peach on the planet. But somebody's going to hate peaches and they're going to tell you about it. Um, And I just think how how will you remember this moment in five years time will you think a bit like your experience what you've shared karen in terms of you left your job would you had you have thought oh in years to years time would this matter to me and i think putting yourself out there don't get involved in the twitter keyboard warriors online whatever platform They will exist. They will want their last word. But also, I think, having done a lot of work with trolls, I really think and know that trolls aren't happy people. You know, uh, you and I are seeing each other, but I don't know if behind me you can see a troll. That is a troll I grew up with. (laughs) Uh, You know, those toy dolls with spiky hair. hair. That's what I look like in the morning. I loved it, you know, and I say to people, because uh, I did get some, you know, negativity, not a lot, but, you know, I used to collect trolls as a child. Now I collect them online. Um, you know, uh, but I think I think there will always be trolls, sadly. I only think we can we can turn the volume down with legislation on that and also the nastiness, But you know, there's so many people doing amazing things and amazing work, and we don't need to be put off. So, I would say, don't get involved in it. There is a block button. You can block them, you can report them. And if it gets so bad, uh, get the police involved. Um, but also speak up about it, have conversations. And the reason for this podcast um, is to have those conversations so people actually know what trolling is like. So people actually know what that experience is like for people who look like Caroline did, you know, confident, bubbly um, in front of the camera, but it may be a different story behind the scenes. So um, I would just say, just do it and see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, And you're right, speaking up, reporting and blocking. Yeah, not being afraid to actually say what's going on and and not dealing with it by yourself, I think is really important. It can feel very, very big when anything is going on. And, you know, sometimes I know if I have a a bad day or if I want to avoid doing something, I just want to pull the covers over my head. You know, it's like, oh, I don't want to deal with it. But I think, you know, by speaking up and not dealing with it alone can make a really big difference. Do you know what you brought me on perfectly to uh the last question before our quick fire round, which is what is one piece of advice you'd give to your 21 year old
1: self? Oh my 20 year old 21 year old self. Ah, if you knew me at 21. Um I would say buckle up. It's going to be quite a ride. Um, I didn't realize I didn't have the word limitations set on me and I'm so glad I didn't. And I, I, I'm in a career I am. Um, I was a magazine editor and then uh, looking after celebrities and PR and business advisor and all the other things I've done because I never knew how hard any of it would be. Um, so don't like look into if you know how hard something's going to be you won't do it so I didn't realize how hard it it will be for one woman band to start a magazine but it happened Um, so yeah I would say to my 21 year old self that thought she was going to dominate the world it's buckle up it's going to be quite a ride (laughs) I love it
0: buckle up buttercup brilliant
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay Great. So look, we have
0: our quick fire round of 10 short questions because I want to get under the skin of what goes on in your life and get to know (laughs) all the little bits that maybe you might not have shared before. So the first one is, if you followed your childhood dream, what would you be doing now?
1: put my hand up some animal's bottom I'd be a vet (laughs) and it was
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to say a puppeteer when you said that
1: first (laughs) no I I wanted to be a vet until I knew where you had to put these hands and I thought that's not happening (laughs) no way yeah oh my goodness do you have a favorite animal Oh, I love cats and dolphins and horses. (laughs) Yeah, but it's always been dolphins and um, horses. But yeah, um, I went to uni to do teaching, so it would have been that had I had um, this other crit not taken off. But yeah, that was what I really wanted to be.
0: Love it, love it. Second one, what is your perfect date?
1: Oh, my perfect date. Um... It, I love road trips, so I think a road trip with a picnic um and an outdoor um, outdoor movie and just return really late, exhausted. Tired but full of memories and loads of photos and videos because anyone knows me knows I've got those. And just you know, it doesn't have to be fancy restaurants or anything. I think those experiences, road trip, music you don't have to be able to sing uh, to be able to do carpool karaoke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just spontaneous. Uh, let's go on a road trip.
0: Oh, I love it! It sounds like a movie, love it. And um, who inspires you most?
1: Uh, my mum. uh, she's the strongest, um, most amazing person. And, uh, she's a single, she became a single mother when I, um, single parent, uh, when I was 13 and just seeing the battle she's taken on and, um, and being professional and raising three children as well as she has, um, I'm talking about the other two, not necessarily me. <laughs> don't, um, don't <laughs> diminish yourself. No, but she's she's incredible. And seeing how she's faced adversity has been amazing.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. Morning coffee or evening wine?
1: Oh, definitely. Morning coffee. I actually have um, a mini kettle by my bed because I have anyone that knows me, I have black coffee. So you don't really need milk or anything. Uh, Yeah. That first sip of coffee. um, Yeah. I'm always with a coffee. So definitely morning coffee.
0: Nice. Fave type of client to work with?
1: Ah, Now, people will probably expect me to say the big names. And and so I would say somebody who has so much to offer, but they don't realize how incredible their mess. They know their message is important, but how incredible they can be showing it because it's no better joy than seeing somebody else light up especially when they use media and PR and I'm so passionate about it that I hate that people still think it's all to do with celebrities it's not you know putting yourself out there in the public domain it can be amazing in the response so yeah somebody who's feeling a little bit I want to dip my toe I don't know I always say I'm like the girl you tell not to touch fire because (laughs) I will touch it anyway and then see Oh, I got burnt, and then it's like, oh, maybe a good story to tell. So I would, I like to push my clients, like touch that fire, because uh, you know, I I it. know. So you'll touch
0: fire, but you won't put it up an animals' bum.
1: <laughs> no, but I won't put my hand up. No, Jana, what's up? At least you can see the fire. You can see the flame.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay, moving on swiftly. <laughs> if you had a roast dinner, and say it was roast potatoes, carrots chicken or some kind of nut loaf maybe a vegan option either and some stuffing and maybe even a yorkshire pudding do you eat your favorite thing first your favorite thing last or a little bit of everything together
1: oh i hate saving the best for last whether it's my waist dinner which i love um or a best outfit i i i don't dress for the weather i you know wear my favorite thing so i will eat my favorite But, you know, I love roast chicken at Sunday dinner. So all together, because I could die halfway through that meal. And I'm like, you know, it could happen. We never know. So
0: (laughs) would you eat the chicken by itself first or do you have a bit of everything on the fork?
1: I, I would eat a bit of chicken dipped in gravy. Yeah. Okay. Um, first and then dip it in with the rest because you don't want all the veg you know you need to eat your veg and the broccoli and the sprouts and stuff and the carrots and parsley oh you're making me want to waste it <laughs> it's nearly sunday nearly yeah. Sunday. <laughs> but i i would i would um definitely start eating it first and then a little bit together
0: I've, I've interviewed people with that question and I'll never forget one particular person answered that he eats everything on the left and moves it all the way to the right. And it doesn't matter what way the plate is put down. It's just whatever's on the left, all the way to the right. I, you've no idea some of the answers I've gotten to that question, but really cool. Okay. So next question. If you had to choose three people to join you for dinner, past or alive, who would they be?
1: Oh, one has got to be Mark Zuckerberg hasn't it? It's, uh, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, Princess Diana. I just think she was so complex, uh, as a person that I would love. And then, um, uh, Marilyn Monroe, you know, to be an icon in that time and what she would have faced. So yeah, those three people. Okay, great. Favourite song? Favourite song? Um, I don't think I... I have a favourite song for each moment, but um, I would probably say, if I have to choose one, I would say, Back for Good by Take That, only because it was the first one I ever bought, um, and then I left that secondary school, and it was sung to me. Uh, like you know um by a friend we were take that fans at the time so um yeah maybe it's the first song i bought, well, but i have different songs that i've enjoyed at that particular time whether it was with a friend or um on holiday whatever and then that memory no longer um or that friend isn't in my life or whatever it, it changes. But yeah, I I love music. I love songs and they take me back. But my favorite might have to be take that back okay. for good. <laughs> Which right. I haven't listened for years, but yeah.
0: <laughs> I love the nostalgia. Gorgeous. Uh, what three things are you most grateful for today?
1: I'm grateful to have the opportunity to speak about my experiences and um in this podcast because although I would never thought of it i know it's important um i'm grateful for my health um recently (laughs) that's become something i'm taking more of a um conscious effort with i'm also grateful for the people i work with because as much as they learn and clients as much as they learn from me i learn from them and i They are the reason I enjoy what I do.
0: Amazing. Gorgeous answer. And then finally, how do you switch off?
1: Um, I'm learning to switch off by watching Netflix and putting my phone away. I used to be that annoying person that would always have the phone on whilst watching a movie. And that's why I wouldn't go to the cinema for years because I was like, oh, you had to uh, switch off. And I remember watching James Bond and... um, and I loved it. I loved being immersed in the movie, having my um, phone switched off. So I'm I'm realising the power of movies um, and then phone off in bed, watching Netflix or cosied up. Um, I think at the end of the day, that's the best way to switch off. For me.
0: Great. That is the end of our quick quickfire round. Thank you so much for opening up and sharing. And most of all I just really acknowledge you for social media kindness day and being the light in a sometimes very dark place so thank you for chatting today
1: oh thank you Karen for having me on my podcast on your podcast <laughs> it's been no it's been great and I can not think of anyone better you you came up with this and um and no better person to interview me about it um, having seen some of the experiences i've gone through online as well i think that was the important angle that you came to it from. amazing thank you you've been listening to kind cast by maya
0: for more information about the difference you can make visit socialmediakindnessday.com whilst over there don't forget to pledge your part in making social media a kinder place for all Join Maya next time for more on social media chat.